0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Hello once again, everybody, and welcome to the Hurricane Hotline. It's a bye week. Joe Zagacki, Don Bailey Jr., the Mario Cristobal Show, will return next week prior to North Carolina. We will be with you for the next two hours, talking University of Miami sports in hour number two. We'll talk with Hurricanes head basketball coach Jim Laranega and women's basketball coach Katie Meyer as they began practice yesterday for the upcoming season. So we'll dive into basketball in hour number two. Bye week for the University of Miami. Carolina is coming up. A big week inside the ACC. We'll take a look at some of those games. Hurricanes are coming off a very rough loss, Don, to Middle Tennessee State, uh, a loss where a lot of uh, second guessing can be done, but this was a total team effort in terms of. Uh, if you want to point the fingers, point it everywhere because uh, this was a team loss.
2: Yeah, I don't think there's anybody that can that can point a finger in this ball game, uh, Joe. And, and you're right; it is, a t- it was a team loss, and it uh, it'll be remembered as a team loss. I think uh, you have to realize that the defense gave up an extraordinary amount of, of big plays in a fashion that we haven't been used to seeing. Uh the offense, you know, started the, the worst possible two series, you know, maybe in the history of the program where you, you throw a, a pick on play one and, and the next pass you throw is a pick six. And then, you know, you fumble the ball away again. And uh, fortunately, Cam Kitchens in between some of that came up with a play himself, but, you know, it was negative play, negative play, negative play, and, and major negative play. And, and then, and it didn't stop. And the energy level that Middle Tennessee brought in here was outstanding. You could tell that they had studied game film, or their coaching staff had taken on the, the Miami project. I, I guarantee you, the entire off season, and they came in with a great game plan, and they executed. And as we've seen through, I've seen through my entire life. Um, when Miami loses, it's usually Miami beating Miami, and helping the opponent as much as anybody. So, it's an unfortunate situation. But you go back in time, you, you realize you know there's a coaching change, there's a, a philosophy change, there's an offensive change, there's a defensive change, and football is a is a pure repetition sport. So you you, you played a team that. Had as the head coach for 15 or 16 years, and they've been doing what they've been doing for that long. And you you're playing a Miami team who who was not was not prepared in the sense mentally to go out and, and battle. That that was that was the case. And I mean, they just it just didn't seem that they had the energy to overcome the negative plays. and And they're still learning their offense and their defense and their special teams and their head coach and everybody else.
1: I think the eye opener is. Uh, Everybody points to it's another loss to a Conference USA team. Miami lost to FIU. They lost to Louisiana Tech. What I think about is Miami played a game a couple years ago against Virginia Tech at home and couldn't get out of their own way. That was a game where the quarterback was intercepted, very similar to this one, I think, on the first three possessions before a quarterback change was made to Nikosi Perry, who tried to rally the team but came up short. Then there was a game against Georgia Tech where they got beat at home again. Kind of started off in a similar way. Quarterback gets sacked in the end zone, fumble, Tech recovers it. Fake punt by the Georgia Tech uh, punter who throws a touchdown pass down the sideline. I think most of us thought, well, maybe we're past those games. The eye-opener is Miami's not past those games. And that's just a signal, I think, for Coach Cristobal, and he said it, got a lot of work to do and I think uh, that's not only a lot of work in terms of execution it's a lot of work in terms of roster management moving forward
2: well I, I believe that and I was a part of something that, that where you had to learn how to win you had to learn how to uh, C- coach Nellenberger created a new culture and taught us how to win and when we thought we were working hard and we weren't and we he realized that he Could take us to another level. And I think you're seeing some of that right now. Um, Mario Cristobal has got a a pedigree in coaching and he knows what he's doing. I'm there and you're there and I see it and I believe in it. And and it's going to, but it takes time. And every, you can't, I don't think you can, I don't think you could put a program under a microscope anymore in college football. I mean, last weekend you had Oklahoma lose. A football game that they never thought they would lose. You've had Notre Dame lose a couple football games, to, uh, and a game to Marshall that they thought they'd never lose. We saw uh, we saw App State go to Texas A and M and beat Texas A and M, and then win on the last play, and then lose the next. You know, win on the last play the next week, and then lose last week. And and every single week, there's one or two examples of how this playing field is is basically level in a lot of respects for 95 uh, percent of the teams and and i think that that's something that we're going to have to get used to in college football that it's very hard to put a dominating product on the field uh week in week in and week out and whether it's you know alabama getting out of texas or Texas losing to this, you know, just, it's it's every single week and we'll see it again this coming week when Miami's not playing and we'll see it every single week throughout the year, but you've got to back to Miami. You've got to just realize that he's given them the right direction. Coach, first of all, it's go back to work and let's focus on being one and zero, and, and that's the right way. You know, it's win today, win this play and they've got to learn from it. And, You know, I don't know that we've really seen any players, you know, step forward as far as providing great leadership, individual great leadership. I've seen some guys that are working hard and I see some guys that have great potential, but on every great football team, there are a couple great leaders, whether they're great players or not, that's not always the case, but there are guys that are providing it. And I think with this off week, you're going to see, you're going to see start seeing some of that come forward.
1: Well, well. I felt during the offseason that uh, if Miami lost a couple of games, the criticism would be the default position would be, as it always is, go right to the coordinators. Now, you've got two coordinators. Kevin Steele and Josh Gaddis, that are very, very smart, bright guys in a room, each in their room, surrounded by other bright guys. The the Miami situation is not because of coordinators or coaches. They've got a very well-respected coaching staff. Josh Gaddis was the – I mean, you you can't do any better than win the Broyles Award, right? I mean, the guy was in the semifinals last year here in the Orange Bowl game. He's fine – the guys that Coach Cristobal has surrounded himself with, uh, they are fine. That's not thats not the issue. The issue is, uh, you just mentioned leadership. I would counter and also say, um, when the other team game plans for Miami, who are they afraid of? And that's been the case, and that's only going to be solved in recruiting. Who are they afraid of? Is there a, is there a guy that can run by someone? Is there a... Uh, a pass rusher like Jalen Phillips. Maybe you'd say, "Okay, you're afraid of James Williams." But who who are you afraid of? Who are you staying away from? And who are you game planning around?
2: Well, that's that. That is an excellent question, and I believe one of the most attractive things. There were many that uh, why Coach Cristobal was brought in to lead the University of Miami was because of his reputation and and the proof of him being maybe the best recruiter in the country. And, you know, I go back to the game, the first pregame show we did this year when, you know, everybody's happy and everybody's undefeated and we've had all this good news. And I threw out the numbers five and 15. And that's what Georgia, Georgia had five first round draft picks last year, five of them. And they had 15 players last year, not on the team last year drafted. And, and, they lost. I think it was. I think they lost the the SEC championship game, yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 with all that talent, and then they turn it around and win a national championship. And I, it was Coach Smart's fifth or sixth year there, and they've spent hundreds of millions of dollars. And it, that's what it takes. There's a uh, you have to procure the talent, and that talent has to be able to be to form a chemistry, and then you will get winning. And we went. Miami went from a I don't know, a 40 or 50 ranked team in recruiting and finished in the top 13 or 14 in, in, in two and a half weeks with with basically a limited staff with a head coach and coach Mirable out on the road and a couple other guys getting this done. So it's it's as much about Jimmy's and Joe's as it is the X's and O's. I, I think it's a combination of both. And It will come together. I don't know if it's going to come together against North Carolina. I don't know if it's going to come together against Florida State. But you will know when it comes together. And I don't know that all the fans will know because it's not going to be some 100 to nothing win, but the team will know when it comes together. Uh, There was a chance that it could have came together against Middle Tennessee. They would have been able to come back and win that game after that much adversity. I think that would have been a big building block. But I've seen it happen. I've been on teams that had, where it's happened that way. And you'll know. I mean, I'll know. And then the, the coaches will know. The players will know. And then you'll see it could be, and it'll go from one week to the next. And I don't know when it'll happen, but I'm positive it will.
1: You'll know when it's uh, because the play, the play and the effort will be consistent. It won't be up and down. It'll be consistent. Things will be consistent. Red zone scores will be consistent. Third downs will be consistent. It won't be up and down. Uh, quarterback play will be consistent. And that's where we are now. Uh, got a bye week to figure out what they're going to do between Jake Garcia and uh, Tyler Van Dyke.
2: I think, it's, I think it's the best news of all is that there is a bye week. And, you know, the the school that coach cristobal comes from is that every day is open competition whether it's competition to be a captain of this football team or a captain uh for the year or a position player every day is open competition and and that's what it is right now and you know i i'm a believer that the quarterback position is not exempt from competition and they will evaluate it like they evaluate an incoming recruit like they evaluate any practice and they evaluate what's going to help them win, meaning help Miami win the next football game. And has somebody improved or does somebody provide something that somebody doesn't else, that the other guy doesn't provide, that will make a difference. And that's going to sort itself out. And I, you know, fortunately, uh, or fortunately, excuse me, they're going to be able to do that, spend a lot of time on that this week, and they'll make a decision and the starter will be the starter. And if Miami wins, everybody would be happy again. And if they don't win, it's you know they go back to work. But I hate to tell you, win, lose, or draw, we're not. Miami is not close to being anywhere close to being a finished product. They're just not. They're just not. They're just not finished. I mean, he's laying a foundation, and, and the ugliest work on a construction site is laying the foundation, and that's what's going on right now.
1: Uh, some of the let's move away from Miami for just a moment. Uh, big game inside the ACC this week. Uh, top ten teams. Clemson at home, where they lead the nation at the longest uh, winning streak at home right now. Uh, they're going to take on North Carolina State again. State gets on the big stage. Dave Dorn, uh, big opportunity for his team. Clemson's averaging forty-three points a game. North Carolina State's defense gives up eleven points per game.
2: Yeah, it's going to be what an interesting ball game. I mean, it's uh, it's you know right now it looks like the two best teams in the ACC, and uh, you gotta you gotta realize that NC State is this is a great chance for them. I think they beat Clemson uh, at their place last year, and it'd be very nice to see. You know, if you're an NC State fan, if you're a Wolfpack guy to or girl to go see that you beat them on the road, that'll that'll put a big feather in your hat. And this is. This has been a long mountain for for Dave Dorn, and he's done a good job climbing it. I mean, he's got a a team that's very, very consistent. And, you know, I got the chance to to watch some of that Wake Forest-Clemson game and the amount of points that Wake Forest put up. And I know they have a a different offense than people see every week, but Clemson's defense was the strong point, supposedly, of the football team. And uh, they gave up a ton of points, and the quarterback of Clemson, had been struggling, and they ended up putting up a whole lot of points. So it's it's a crazy it's a crazy game, and it'll be it'll be very very interesting. I don't think it'll turn out how anybody thinks it will. By the way, how it's going to be played.
1: A sidebar note: The University of Miami leads the league in total offensive plays. Uh, Miami's run the ball 700, uh, has 714 yards on the ground, over a thousand passing. Miami has run. 311 offensive plays, so they've gone to a slower tempo this year, yet they lead the league in the amount of plays run per game. They're averaging almost six yards per play. Miami's next two opponents play each other on Saturday, North Carolina and Virginia Tech. Carolina on defense allowing 495 yards a game. That's with Gene Chiswick as their defensive coordinator. Virginia Tech Allows 256 yards a game on defense.
2: Yeah, that game may last six hours with uh, all the all the everything being thrown around. That's going to be an interesting matchup for me. I, you know, uh, I'll remind everybody that North Carolina has slid by uh, a couple games by by the skin of their teeth. I mean, App State I think put 40 on them in in the fourth quarter. So uh, they've had their defensive problems with a with a guy that won a national championship in uh, Gene Chiswick and they've struggled, um, North Carolina has. And fortunately, uh, they lost to the Notre Dame. And it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see, Joe. I think that North Carolina's just got the, the quarterback situation that is far better than Virginia Tech's at this time. And you had the coaching change at Virginia Tech, which takes a while for everybody to get adjusted to. So I think North Carolina, I'd be surprised if they don't win it.
1: Finally, Florida State will play Wake Forest at home. Wake put up forty-eight or forty-five on Clemson, but Florida State—they are number one in the league in total offense, over five hundred yards a game, and they—they uh, they have found their identity. They—they they run the football, two hundred and twenty-six yards a game.
2: And they run it. They run it very, very well. They've won—they've won four football games with a couple different quarterbacks and uh florida state it, it's taken them a while to find their way under their new head coach and, you know he had a couple of losing seasons there but you start seeing them come together now you, you start seeing the culture that he wanted to create there come into play they're playing better defense there's certainly as you mentioned the running game uh is something that can take a lot of pressure off of everybody and it's it seems to be working for the Knowles.
1: they are uh Number one in total offense, number three in total defense. So uh, they have found uh, found their identity with a running game as well. Okay, Miami will play North Carolina next Saturday, October the 8th. Four o'clock kickoff will be on the air at 12 noon, 4 p.m. kickoff next Saturday at Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, the Mario Cristobal Show returns here next Monday night. Our hurricane hotline will be next Monday night, so uh, be sure to part uh, circle that. On your calendar October the 3rd, uh, Monday night, 6 to 8, Coach Crystal Ball returns uh, on Monday night. Uh, Don and I will continue, or we will continue on the Hurricane Hotline right after this.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.